0: Hello everyone, this is Chad Metz, not your normal host for Movies on the Brain, that would be Brian Seawood, and I'm here with another Movies on the Brain Minute, a little short form piece that Brian and I sometimes do uh, solo, where we go and rant about a subject uh, for a few minutes, normally try to keep this under uh, 30 minutes, and I'm going to try to do that here today. So... And this will hold you over until we get another regular movies on the brain up and going for you. But uh, today we had a little bit of news. And if you listen to us for any bit of time, you know that my albatross, my self-appointed albatross is uh, the WB, specifically WB being Warner Brothers. So specifically Warner Brothers and its handling of its DC on film film. Movie properties. So we got a little bit of news today. And today um, it was announced that uh, half of the WB's live action DC offerings in the theaters were going to be pushed back out of 2022 into 2023. That caused a bit of a stir on the internet. And when I saw it, I had a... Uh, I'll tell you what my initial reaction was and then what what I kind of thought once I had a little bit of time to kind of process. So, initially, as soon as I saw the news roll across Twitter, my first reaction was, "They suck." WB sucks. This is a really, it really reinforced all the negative things that I felt about WB uh, when I saw this news. And just for a quick rundown, I kind of, I think they're inept. I think the studio is a net when it comes to DC properties. I think they're afraid of the properties they have and they only have success with those properties if it's one Batman. But more specifically, if it's a brand of Batman they can get their head around, i.e. rapping Batman is some aesthetic that will get them ideas of th- that this is cinema over what other comic book movies are. That people don't see as cinema. Batman is cinema. They can make it cinema. But it's only but in their eyes, there's only one kind of Batman that makes cinema. And if it's not that, then it's pure luck. They like to say they're auteur tour-driven and their movies are very much our tour driven. And if they pick the right people, then they they have a chance. But then they have to pick the right people and get out of their way. So there's a lot of things that have to go right for a DC film to be successful, which is why they're so hit or miss. So that was my immediate, immediate hot takey at reaction when I saw that. And then what, what, see, what really drove that point home to me is, like, they could have moved these movies and I wouldn't have thought very kindly of them. I kind of would have thought the same things, but it wouldn't be so uh, intense. It wouldn't have been something that I actually wanted to podcast about because it'd be like uh, one of the movies, The Flash, uh, since it's been announced, has moved like six or seven times. That's no exaggeration. Out, I have it further down my list, but it's like six or seven times. So I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought anything of it. And, you know, there's still some leeway because COVID has made everything in flux and things have kept moving. So... It wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world. What makes this all the more damning for them is the fact that not not even a month ago, it was three weeks ago. It was during the week of the Super Bowl, Warner Brothers dropped this promo, this sizzle reel, that's basically putting us throwing their flag down, saying 2022 is our year, and it's a sizzle reel. Of all the movies that are coming out in 2022, so it included the Batman, Black Adam, uh, the Flash, and Aquaman too. And it shows clips and everything. It's a couple minutes long, and you know, and and the whole point of that promo is to get people excited about what WB has to offer in film-wise. And I know DC fans, those that still have faith in in the movies. They were getting excited, like oh, I didn't. The casuals were like, oh, I didn't know these things were coming. Um, people that really follow it, like, it's our first time seeing some things, like first time seeing Hawkman and Black Adam, first time seeing Doctor Fate in Black Adam. Uh, it's a little more sparse with Flash and Aquaman, but they're coming out later in the year. But it's just enough to drive excitement. And Warner, it, it felt like Warner Brothers was so confident. In this stuff, because while they didn't release this promo during the Super Bowl, they released it right after. Like the Super Bowl rolled right into Winter Olympics coverage, and it was like in the first block of that Winter Olympics coverage. So the people that stuck around from the Super Bowl, they got to see it. You can't blame them for not putting it during Super Bowl. Super Bowl commercials are uh, outrageous, but to put it right, right after that on the same network. They were really, really confident in this. And to double down on that confidence, the Batman came out last, last week. In front of the Batman, they've they run this sizzle trailer. I'm not sure if it's with every theater, but outside of the early showings on Tuesday. The people that I know that have seen it, like their regular showings, they've seen that trailer. I went again the following Saturday, I saw that trailer. So, mere days after this is first attached with the Batman, it is now obsolete. Half of those movies aren't in 2022 anymore. And that's what makes this look bad. Because you've just put this this trailer in front of people, in front of what you would imagine is going to be their biggest movie of the year. And then you and then what's, what? Not even a week later, you're pulling it. You're saying this, this is worthless. So if you want to say, okay, things changed. After the Super Bowl, they want to change things. It looks bad, but it doesn't look as bad as five days after putting it in front of the biggest movie we have. We're pulling it down. You're telling me that you, a major studio, did not know that this was gonna happen. So you could not put those movies on that scissor. Reel? Either answer you give makes you look terrible. I mean, one one answer is yes, things change that much that we're pulling half of our release schedule. And hell, one of them has already come out. So we're pulling more than half of what's, what's left to come out mere days after we put it in front of the most eyeballs we can get in front of. Things don't normally move that fast. I just, I don't get it. If you if you even have an inkling that you're going to move those dates, which at the point the Batman's coming out, you should. Don't put the trailer up there. That's all you have to do. Don't put the trailer up there. And hell, then you, you don't even have to tell us you're moving the dates. You don't have to tell us you're moving the dates in March. Black Adam's the next movie up It's not until July. Now, the caveat is, I said, this trailer had, this the scissor rule had their live action fair. There is an animated uh, Super Pets movie coming that was supposed to come out in May. It's gotten pushed back to July. So you would have to, you would have to make a move soon. But I think you could have waited till the beginning of April to make the move of Super Pets, and people kind of would have, you know. People may not have remembered the trailer, but it's so so fresh in everybody's mind because you put it in front of the Batman. That That is their mistake. That is their biggest mistake in all this, putting it in front of the Batman when you had to know that this was a possibility. If it's a possibility, you don't put that trailer up there. So again, doing that makes people like me just really think that this is such a poorly run operation. And I'm I'm supposed to expect that they can handle the movie properties they have when they can't even handle coordinating with the marketing department. How am I supposed to do that? So that was my initial reaction. That's what I thought when I first heard the news the morning that it came out. So now, having thought about it, rest more things. My thoughts are, well, first, initially when I saw the news, it would just say that these movies were pulled. Specifically, The Flash and Aquaman. They were moved into 2022. Aquaman's in March. The Flash is in June, June 23rd, I believe. Upon doing more reading, he found out that Shazam 2, which was supposed to be in March, I'm assuming the same day Aquaman, the date that Aquaman took, has moved up to Aquaman's date in December. So, okay. So the, so seeing that, that that kind of tells me that, okay, so Aquaman might need more time. And to further cement that, James Wan went on IG, ig Instagram, with the post and saying that he's thankful for the time to you know to hammer this thing out so cool that's cool your director needs more time it is a special effects laden movie i totally get it i understand the move again don't understand why you put that trailer out especially if you knew this was a possibility and i'm sure james has been telling you we might need more time unfortunately but that's what we're at why put out that trailer? The trailer is really my sticking point, but I digress. But moving Shazam up to December, it gives you, it still keeps. It doesn't. It, it it makes it a little better because you realize this is like they're doing technical work on other moves that may not be ready, but this one is, so we can move it up to to show that we still have things coming to mitigate some of that damage. That, that at least, it does signify that there's a lack of communication in the studio, but they're not completely unaware that they should try to create some sense of, the Batman's gonna give them a certain kind of momentum. They should capitalize on that with more properties that they have coming That should be good. So that shows their belief in Shazam, their belief uh, in their properties to move it up to December. Now, on the flip side of just this particular thing with Shazam, Shazam took Aquaman's date. Aquaman is December 16th, I believe. That is also the day that Avatar 2 is scheduled to come out. Now, I, me personally, am not a big fan of Avatar. I've seen it once. Don't ever need to see it again. Don't really care about any sequels. But Avatar, for the longest time, was the top-grossing movie of all time. It's from the director of two of the, mo- the top-grossing movies of all time. Before, there was an Avengers thing. Titanic, Avatar. James Cameron is like the king of the box office. So that carries some weight this movie is also coming out from the studio formerly known as Fox. I.E. now it's Disney. And Disney has a vested interest in Avatar, being that Avatar is a part of their Disney parks. So, continuing the movies, you know, that, it keeps that same synergy. All that to say, both of those movies cannot coexist on that same day. They, they will mutually hurt each other, no matter what the inc- the the in the game would be. Just by them being on the same date, they're going to hurt each other, but it's going to hurt one more than another. I am, you know, I am not high on anything about Avatar, but I do think I do think there's enough interest that I would not want to open anything against Avatar two. I would want to see, I would give James Cameron that respect. I would give Disney that respect. I would want to see how it's received. And, you know, there's supposed to be two more of these after that. Maybe I'll contend with those, depending on what the box office of two is. But I'm going to give two its space. And I think Shazam needs its space because while it was a critical success, uh, it was a very, 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 modest, box office success. I think two will do better because a lot of people saw one and you'll get the word of mouth. But going against Avatar is probably not the play. So by them sticking Shazam on that date, when there was just a perfect opportunity to be like, you know what? If Avatar is coming, let it come. But to go back to that date I can only think that they don't believe Avatar's coming out this year. And maybe they believe, you know, Shazam with Shazam in the place if they get the word out now. And by getting the word out now, I think they have to do what I've been criticizing them for doing since it started, which is release the trailer for Shazam with the date on it. For like, Like, really be the first one to put your stamp on that date and maybe make Avatar move. But it's a gamble, and moving off of that date again is not the worst thing in the world, but it, it still perpetuates the image of what DC and Warner Brothers is, is that they can't be consistent, they can't keep anything down, and they had to move Shazam again. another Another date change because they didn't think it through anyway so going along with that um, i did see that they were floating that you know COVID was a part of the reason for pushing these movies the delay with everything the delay with the pandemic it's probably slowed up workflow and work chain and all that stuff so it's it slowed down production and the Flash and Aquaman are heavy V X movie. so they could use the time that they lost from COVID, and that's completely plausible. I understand that. I can't really argue much about it. Now, I think a an important point, a point I saw a few people make on on Twitter, something I thought too. Um, and it's true. This is true, but I don't like to lean on this for them because they've been so bad for so long that even with this, I don't think it's completely the reason, but WB is in flux right now. They're waiting on the word from the merger with Discover Media, which should be coming in the next few weeks or months, I believe. And I can see where it'd be easy for things to be so in flux that things are fluid and things get overlooked. And that's how we get what we're getting right now with this whole, um, the trailer and the bad look for WB. So I get it. that To say the merger doesn't have a point in how they do business would be um, dishonest. They, it has to. It has to. So... That's like my my measured response. There are reasons for doing these things. I just, I really just believe if they did not release a trailer with the Batman, nobody would really say a word about this and be like, oh, I'm disappointed. But I get it. I understand why. So I'm not going to stay too much longer. Right? But I just want to say those things. But to like wrap it all up, While there are very logical and understandable reasons why these movies are moved back, it's still the object of Warner Brothers as a company that handles DC is not good. It, at best, they just are poorly run. The image is that they're poorly run, but they, they manage to stay successful with these movies At works. it's just they're a bunch of bumbling idiots. They have... They've shown that they have no consistent plan. While people that defend them will say they have a plan, that plan always changes. Um, Well, let's start with no consistency. They they haven't had consistent success um really ever like i'm trying to think off the top of my head their last few movies like i mean joker made a billion dollars but then you had wonder woman 1984 not a critical, not a critical success and it was released in day date so you can't really count that uh, the Bur- Birds of Prey I think was more critically ex- successful but it didn't make any money and again it happened right at the beginning of the pandemic so I don't really count that either The Suicide Squad another one, Critical Success Day and Date don't really know what the money situation is so there, some of the last ones that have done well critically whether by pandemic or by Day and date, they don't really have the the skins to show for it, and then they don't have a clear plan. Like they, I know they say they have a plan, but as I said, that plan always changes. For years, uh, they will stick. They will send out one of those DC heads. To talk about well this is what we're going this is what we're going to do and then their next movie will come out and bomb and then they're sending out another one saying this is what we're going this is what we're going to do we're changing this we're changing that and then the next movie comes out and it bombs and the thing with those are it was always the previous regime's movie that would do bad that would do in the current regime so I think that's where you get this whole scattershot uh, appearance where like you get, so you get a Batman versus Superman and that one bombs and then you switch regimes and you get a course correction on Justice League, but a hamstrung course correction on Justice League where they push through a movie that really and truly wasn't finished and what they wanted to do, that bombs, and you switch regimes. And now you have a regime that uh, their first few movies were inherited from the previous regime, and the movies they inherited turned out pretty well, because that would be uh, Shazam and Wonder Woman, the first one. And now you get the new regime, and Um, I mean you get I guess you you would want to give credit to Aquaman but Aquaman was something green that under the previous regime too it just came out later Joker is from this regime Wonder Woman 1984 is from this regime Uh, I'm not sure about Birds of Prey that one might be on the line I would just have to look and then you get all the pandemic stuff so this regime I I don't know it, it, and that's kind of the point. Like if you if you were to ask me, and I think they said this last year, the plan is to have um, the a loose uh, shared universe with independence, where they have these movies that cl- that take place in the universe but they don't have to directly reference anything. And that's personally the way I think they should go. But then they also have the ability to have these other movies that have nothing to do with anything, i.e. the Batman. And I really think, like, the Batman came about when Warner Brothers was in a a place. The Batman was greenlit, like, two regimes ago. And that's when, at that point, that regime's plan was our tour. We're gonna do our tour, and then you know things bombed, and then they were like, okay, we can salvage this shared universe. So now we're in a place where we're running two different regimes' plans at the same time. But then the Batman came out, and Toby Emmerich comes out, and he's like, no, the plan is our tours. We're gonna get our tours to run these movies uh everything doesn't need to be shared and connected we're going to get all tours to run these movies so again there's no cohesion this there's no rhyme or reason it's just whatever works we're going to do this at that moment and this whole situation is this whole situation with uh pulling these movies just kind of illustrates their in Im- Im- it makes plain their incompetence, even if the incompetence for this is not the same as how the studios run. But it's still a representation of it. And that's kind of that. That's what set me off of it. Um, now, one last thing before I go. And I'm not going to say much about this because I'm going to talk about it with Brian at some point. But the Batman... Came out with strong numbers. It came out. Uh, the final numbers for the weekend was 134 million. It appears Warner Brothers is really happy with that because they're really pushing the fact that it made 134 million, and that's like the second highest gross of the pandemic era. So I completely understand why they're pushing it. Pushing it. I think it is good, and with the market that. The Batman is opening in, I think, you know, I don't know if they've said it, but Warner Brothers has to be thinking they're making a billion dollars. And with it opening in the markets that it has, I think it will. However, I couldn't help but, you know, compare this with what um, No Way Home did on this opening. No way home on its first weekend made two hundred and sixty million dollars. Right now, at the global box office, it's at one point eight billion dollars. And I know, I know a lot of people haven't even compared and done the comparison. And you know, it, it is different because it did open in Christmas, but it opened in Christmas around a peak of Omicron where people were scared, uh, making more hair about going to the movies than any time leading up to that point. Whereas Bat, the Batman opened up in a point where people were pretty much, the surge is over and this is the most normal it has been in two years. And even with that, I know people didn't want to compare DC to, to, to Marvel. And... I think the reason for that is probably indicative of the reason why the Batman made what it made. Uh, I know people are gonna say, but it's it's more, it's dark, it's darker, it's not for everybody. It's clearly not for everybody. And it's long, it's three hours long. So yeah, it's not gonna make the money Spider-Man did. But to me, Spider Man is the biggest hero in the world. I know a lot of Batman people don't like to hear that, but uh, every figure and you know maybe for the next time I talk to Brian I'll look this up. Every time the figures have come up, when it comes in term of in total of everything, Spider Man blows every other hero out the water with how much money it makes a year. The second place is not even close, and the second place is Batman. And all that to say. Batman is the second biggest superhero property in the world. So I even though I'm telling even though I told you that Spider-Man is so far on the way beyond Batman and regular merch sale, to the world at large. To the world at large that knows these characters, you would think Batman would have. Bigger opening. I mean it it did with Batman versus Superman, but again, there's Batman and Superman in in the title. And this is a different, very different movie. But to be $130 million, like Batman, Spider Man doubled it up. To me, I I I just think that Batman should have made Batman should have made 150. Batman, it is Batman at minimum on opening weekend in a in a starved movie economy, a starved theater economy economy where people are dying. People will go to see the things that they know are big. That Batman didn't make 150 to me is a disappointment. So I say that to say I think it'll have legs. I think it's going to make a billion dollars. But if it doesn't, if these number, because unlike Spider-Man, that has had nothing in its way until the Batman really showed up. Uh, there's been a couple of movies that come out, but Spider-Man really had a whole month before it had to deal with another movie. And even then, those other movies weren't to the same caliber as Spider Man. Batman does not have that. Batman has all of March, and then now we're starting to see a regular movie schedule again, and we we're gonna get four quadrant movies. All right? the movie I'm looking forward the most is uh, is Sonic Two. I think Sonic Two is gonna do Game Busters. Uh, the next installment of the um, Fantastic Beasts. That arrives in April. And I think there's two other ones I can't think of off the top of my head. So Batman's got March to make his money. So I wanna... I think it should make over $600 million domestic. And I think if it makes over $600 million domestic, it will make it'll make a billion dollars. I just don't know if it's gonna do it. Too. I think it, I mean, Logically, I think it should. There's no reason for it to not. But I want to see what these drops are this weekend. Because uh, over 50% drop, I don't know. They might have some tough sledding. And if this movie does not make a billion dollars, what does Warner Brothers do? Because they're going to react. Because they are reactionary. And they're already doubling down on the Batman by giving the green lighting, green excuse me, green lighting the HBO shows, the 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 show specifically with the Penguin, uh, they're revamping the the original idea was for a Gotham Police show, which can now be focusing on Gotham, uh, not Gotham uh, on Arkham itself. They're doubling down because they're really excited about this property, but if it doesn't make a billion dollars, what do they do? I think we still get a, a second Batman movie. I don't think it's going to affect that, but I think it'll affect everything else. And all because they're afraid. They look down on. It. They don't understand how to make a shared universe with their characters work. That's why this is even the conversation. Because if they had a cohesive shared universe, in the vein that they're doing now, but make it more successful. People have more of a, a, a keen, a, a better idea of his image. You put out this Batman movie and say it's part of that universe, forget about the, in, the, the mechanics of saying it works in a shared universe when you've already had a Batman. You can explain that away later. You put it in the shared universe. You don't have to change anything else about it. I think that gives it the boost. A lot of the a lot of Marvel success is the boost of being shared. And I think they've I think Marvel's worked it perfectly. They've got the boost of being shared. Now they don't have to be as shared. Yeah, they're going to be shared elements. They're going to be characters that appear in these other movies, but. I don't think that the building that was done before doesn't necessarily have to happen now. And they, they're going out to get these directors that, that they can give more freedom to. They're capitalizing on that success. And again, even if Batman, the Batman hits a billion dollars, Doctor Strange is going to open bigger in May than the Batman open now. And there's no world that should be be the case. None. So I know WWE's going to take their victories where they get them, but they they should understand that they're not getting the results they want because they don't know what they're doing. I'm telling you. we can come back to this. Doctor Strange opens bigger than the Batman. The Batman fans are going to be whatever we still got our good movie we still did this business we're good you can have you can't have the second technically the second oldest comic character the second oldest comic character the second most popular comic book character on the on the planet your most popular comic character your most popular property period And it does, and it can't beat out their, hell, at this point, their 10th best franchise? Come on. Anyway, I started ranting at the end. Didn't mean to do that. Um, I'm done harping on this subject. We'll see what DC does. Uh, Brian and I will probably talk more about the, the ins and outs of Batman in the box office when we get a chance to do so. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, I thank everyone for sitting here. I try to keep it under 30 minutes. I have failed as we're approaching 40. But I'm I'm wrapping it up now. I appreciate you taking your time out, listening to me ramble on about the albatross that is WB. Uh, I thank all of you. And I will see you again really soon.